Hello, hello. This is Rachel Leibovich, your host and priestess for the Being Animal podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to spend another 22 minutes with us as we dive into all things that have to do with spring and our inner spring and growing in love. Um, Today, we're thinking about our last week, which was spent reveling in the trees with Tuba Shivat on Monday last week. We're really continuing to bring our intention from the new year of the trees into this next week, into every other week as we prepare to greet the trees anew in the next year. And we're basking in last week's celebration of the tree spirits around us. But this week, we're also getting into a new rhythm of the spring. And for February in Wisconsin, this might seem like a premature celebration as we've still got snow on the ground and the temperatures are definitely still closing to freezing than swimwear weather. But in Jewish mystical tradition, this is actually the time of year when the god or goddess or source or spirit adds coals to the winds to warm up the earth again after the bitter cold of a winter. And around this time of year, when the second coal is added, the sap from the trees once again begins to flow with this springtime vigor. And it's not an accident that this is also seed starting season. Um, One thing that I have always loved about the Jewish calendar is even in diaspora, it just seems so incredibly wise and in sync with the rhythms of the earth everywhere. Um... So it's not an accident that this is seed starting season and the time when many gardeners will begin sowing seeds indoors and thinking about garden planning. It's all divine timing. And so we do this too. Um, Here at S. Brown's Acres, this will be our first post Shemitah year. And if you are wondering what Shemitah is, I think I've linked um, a blog and a earlier podcast about it, but the cliff notes are um, about every seven years in the Jewish calendar, we have a year that is dedicated to rest. And that means rest of the land, rest of the people, rest of the animals, debts are forgiven, and it's um, overall an extremely intentional year. Um, Traditionally, this year is spent more um, letting your crops kind of go to seed, replant themselves, kind of return to nature and do some rewilding while um, focusing the intent of gathering food from foraging. And so that's what we did on S. Brown's Acres land last year. We had glorious catnip and motherwort and Solomon seal and burdock and tons and tons of daisies and sunflowers show up on our land without us even touching it. Um, So it was a really beautiful way to spend our first year on this land. Um, But this year, I will say, we're so excited to move in even deeper relationship um, by planting and sowing our very first seeds for the year. That will then become the plants that will then become our first apothecary products. So we are extremely excited for this launch. And in all this excitement, it's really easy to get caught in what's next and kind of rush to this next phase of like, when should I announce this offering or this product? Or maybe I should do it now. Can I plant the seeds in the ground yet? And this intense anticipation 
um, and wanting things to happen faster and faster. We're done with winter. We want spring. We want summer. Bring it on. And this makes us catapult ourselves from winter straight into summer without taking a second to linger in the thaw that is spring. And when we do this, it can manifest as feeling incredibly overwhelmed by everything that's going on in the summer, by feeling completely exhausted at the end of a summer day after all the things that we've overcommitted to, uh, by feeling disappointed right now that it's not summer already. Like I caught myself yesterday staring up at the most beautiful starscape. Oh my goodness. It felt like the first time I had seen the stars and I caught myself thinking, wow, I can't wait till it's summer so that I can spend all night outside looking at them. (laughs) Which completely takes away from the beauty of the moment. Um, That is the spring, right? Like where it's warm enough for me to be outside and look at the stars, but also a little too cold for me to spend that much time there. That fleetingness, that scarcity of the outside time is a big struggle for me in the winter. Um, So that's a huge component of it. Um, And that can also cause us to be really resentful of the lingering of the snow and the lingering of this winter cold. And truly, if we were to catapult our land from winter into summer, we would have no time for any crops to develop. Our roots wouldn't have strong foundations. We wouldn't have the glorious transition of the sun. And so all of our crops would just immediately burn in the summer heat. Um, We weren't ever meant to catapult ourselves straight from winter into summer. And when we do, we have this whole list of things that can happen where we're actually feeling overwhelmed or burned out ourselves. So what would it look like to actually take a second to linger this spring? To really feel the slowness with which sap rises from the roots and moves into the trees, hitting every tree limb, growing all these delicious leaves to emerge slowly from hibernation over time. To be really conscious right now of each summer project and event and meeting that we're taking on really savoring this space, this glowy spring when we're just starting to feel the first coals of heat on the wind. This is our challenge for this season, is to move slowly and emerge anew compared to our tendency to kind of hop right in and join in the heat of summer. And one thing that kind of comes up for me is, can you hold this ease, this slowness? I know for me, the winter is such an inward journey and it brings up so much, like all your shadows come up, your loneliness, your dependencies, you know, everything that you think that you've conquered in the past or, you know, that's behind you or things that you can distract yourself away from they kind of come up in the winter, right? We know the seasonal winter, but also the inner winter. And it's an inner journey that really makes you see those shadows head on, but also it's really slow, right? You're not out and about as much just because you physically can't. It's so cold. 
or you're just taking more time to be intentional with when you do go out because it's so cold you're going to put all that effort into all those layers and getting in your car and warming up your car you know to go somewhere you're really intentional about what you choose but it's not necessarily an easeful journey right because we have that inner work to do but I always find myself actually really busy in the winter, but it's all like online, computer, in my head, like brain focused things. It's when I probably go into my brain or my um, intellectual body the most. And that's wise because this winter is a container for us to do that inner journey and that planning so that when we hit the summer, we're having the container to hold us we're having the structure that holds us to go out and be outward and do things and maintain this level of energy and so for me spring is kind of this in-between space where you're not necessarily as in your brain you know you're kind of making this transition into summer and everything starts to speed up around you really fast, right? That's the, that's the summer of capitalism. Capitalism doesn't really do a fall and a spring. Um, they kind of just hop straight from winter to summer or moreover are currently in summer, always in summer, running very solar and expecting everybody in the entire world to meet that wild calendar. Um, and so, you know, I'm kind of watching things start to open up again and people are kind of becoming a little bit more social, but we're still tired. I've been having so many folks come to me saying, I've been having all these wild dreams. I've been having all these fights with my partner. Um, just because we're meeting this headwater of this intense summer that's to come with the slowness and the inner journey of our winter. And it begs the question that what still lurks when your winter lingers and you allow yourself to experience this slow transition to spring. And that's kind of what this moment is about, right? A lot of people will feel overwhelmed or depressed at this time or get into those fights with their partners or have these dreams manifest as nightmares because the last of their inner workings, the inner journey of winter, are kind of shaking themselves out before spring. So this is perhaps the last moments that your shadows are coming forward so that when summer heat hits, we have the ability and the energy to meet it and survive, um, which can make for an extremely difficult spring, especially if your inner winter journey was really more of an avoidance of a distraction ridden journey and you haven't met yourself as you're supposed to in the winter your spring can be incredibly challenging because not only are you stuck in this in between of the heat of summer the inner workings of winter but you're also doing all of the shadow work that you had the entire winter to do in a very short period of time and this is all divine timing right? We know that we have the seasons for a reason. And even if you're in an area in which it doesn't feel as if there's a massive transition in the earthly seasons, we feel it in our bodies that the seasonal shifts 
take have an impact on us and our emotions shift um and it can feel extremely overwhelming to have all of this happen in what feels like a very short period of time and our goal for this spring is to take it really slow and acknowledge what is coming up that hasn't been brought up yet and what can we shine a light on in the summer heat that deserves the full sun for growth that's been living in our shadows and hasn't been being nourished and what needs to be composted in all the detritus of winter so that we can grow a newer more vibrant garden And when we rush past our spring, when we get lost in all of our millions to-do lists, we're thinking more towards summer, we're not giving the attention that our inner spring needs, we really come to this point of missing this opportunity to do this lingering shadow work, to prepare ourselves for this heat of summer. And the effort that we put in is actually a slow emergence. It's being more conscious and being in your consciousness and in your body when making decisions. And that can be anything from planning out your summer vacations, your summer events, your business offerings, your dates, whatever it is, with a mind of what do I need right now in order to prepare myself for this event, for this success? Will I have enough time to really hold myself for this journey? If I had an idea for an offering, which happens to me all the time around this time of year, so perhaps there will be something in the future if you keep tuning in. But if I had an idea for an offering right now, and I launched it right now, without taking the headspace and the time and the slowness to think to myself, am I going to have enough spaciousness to hold this in the summer, three months from now, a year from now? Am I going to have the desire to continue doing this work in this way three months from now, a year from now? If I don't think for the future, if I don't think what do I need right now in order to hold this success for the future and in the moment, it will not ever be held with enough spaciousness. The spring is about intentionality in your consciousness and creating a space in which you can be held in the heat of the summer when everything is going on. And then when we come back to fall, it's a likewise preparation except for your inner winter, right? We'll crest the heat of summer and then things will start to slow down. We'll begin to be called back into our inner winter caves of hibernation and we'll come full circle and we'll have moments of preparing for winter. A lot of times this looks like people are canning, they're getting preserves, maybe they're cleaning their homes, airing out their winter quilts, you know, whatever it may be to set yourself up for a successful journey into the inner world. And then, like the cyclical nature that time is, it'll all come around again and again. The Jewish calendar has four new years. As I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, we just celebrated Tu B'Shivat, which is the new year of the trees. There's also the new year of the animals, new year of the kings, 
and the new calendar year, which is the most famous one, Rosh Hashanah. And the brilliance of having four new years is that you're always in the past, the present, the future, and all of it at the same time. It's just a constant spiral in the cycles of inner spring, inner fall, inner winter, inner summer, outer, inner, all of the seasons coming together and moving out again at the same time. We always have the opportunity to live in the past and the present and the future with consciousness. And so when you plan for your inner spring, you're actually also planning for your inner summer. When you plan for your inner summer, you're planning for your fall. When you plan for your fall, you're planning for your winter. The cyclicality of this is something that often isn't paid attention to too much. I feel like growing up, I had two seasons and they were school and not school. Um, And I'm sure when it comes to traditional nine to five jobs, there's work and there's not work. There's time off and time in the office. But what would it look like to return to the ancestral time? The change of each new moon, the celebration and the abundance of each full moon, the beauty of transitioning from winter to spring to summer. This is a slower clock. It's not as linear. It's not as defined as I'm in the office, I'm out of the office. One day I'm in school, the next day I'm on summer break. It's a slower move. It's a slower transition. And it's something that here at Esperance Acres, we try to embody, right? With the way that we do business, but also the way that we create our products and create our offerings. We consider it all to be part of this divine timing. And we really try to live into that every day. And so if you're in the Madison area, you'll see our offerings for a new moon ceremony and a full moon ceremony at the Alabudra Spiritual Apothecary. It's just $10 and we would love to see you there to celebrate the slowness and the cyclicality of our calendar and of ourselves as animal bodies living in this extremely luscious world. You'll also see some of our new offerings coming up this spring, this summer, and the launch of our apothecary in the fall. We will hopefully be able to open our online doors to you sometime in October. And so please take note, and we hope to see you there. Um, As always, we send you out with the strongest of blessings, dear listener, to embrace your inner spring and to move more slowly, to bring intentionality and consciousness to your planning and your decisions, and to think about what truly nourishes you in the heat of a summer, what truly nourishes you as a slow, luscious emergence comes your way with this spring. You deserve to take the time to be slow, to be luscious, to be soft in your emergence and so our blessing for you today is that you take that time to do that work and to hold yourself in that 
as always, you can find us on Patreon for S. Brown's Acres and just give us $10 a month and we'll hear all your feedback. We want to know what questions you have on our podcast material, what we can do to make our podcasts better, and what what do you want to see? What do you want to hear us talk about? We'd love to hear your feedback. You can always find more information about us at sbrownsesacres.org. And also you can find me hosting one-to-ones in the Madison area at Alabudra Spiritual Apothecary on Tuesdays and online on Thursdays. A new special fact, you can now book both of those in person and online one-to-ones online through a link in our bio on our Instagram, which is at Esperanza's Acres and on our website. We are so incredibly grateful that you have spent all this time with us again today, and we look forward to hearing how your spring is treating you. Thank you.